for how many turns? Just one right away. 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 Just one right away. Just one right away. I am really the worst thing of it. I would normally say cut. We'll do it again, but let's run with it. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> yeah, but if you look, look at it in the horizon. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Maybe the horizon's lost. Maybe the horizon. Exactly. You know, or maybe this is a coming world war. So, speaking of True. lost horizon, uh, yes, we are speaking, of course, of season seven, episode twelve. Wow, we're getting near the end. Uh, yeah, Lost Horizon, original air date, May 30, May 3rd, 2015. And we will have, uh, when we when we do the finale and we do person to person, we'll have Cliff Dunn on, um, okay. our standard friend of the show. Good guy. And we'll do it also, we'll do a, we'll do a whole, whole series wrap up after that too. Cause I think that gets us to literally exactly a hundred episodes. Okay. Which is kind of great. Right. Cause yep. then we can go, yep. then we can be syndicated. Yeah. We can be syndicated. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you'll hear us ad nauseum in all the reruns except they'll cut all this all the good stuff out <laughs> uh, uh, yeah on metv crackle <laughs> crackle Hulu. Hulu. good old good old crackle <laughs> uh, we don't have crackle in canada anymore and no one complained no. um <laughs> just no, no. oh boy you've cut you've cut everything out so it's a five minute episode of sanford and son not really what i want to watch and it's probably probably why they canceled it in, in Canada because nobody was watching. Nobody it. was. Well, I think that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, but like Show Me. Remember Show Me? Yes, I do. The streaming service that lasted about yep. eight months. It was yep. actually good. That's the thing that really pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> it was the good one. Crave was the bad one. Yeah. And that's the one we ended up keeping. Oh uh, yeah. well. Yes, we're just two away from the finale. We're talking about Lost Horizons, as I said. Uh, we're into May of 2015, so yep, that's the final month. Um, yep. We open on Dawn. Oh, coming into McCann. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Um, he's in the elevator. Oh, so, and he was always so comfortable in an elevator throughout the series, and right here he's not. Um, he, he actually says to Meredith, "I wasn't lost. I was late." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny uh, when you know you you would normally think that the boss would say that no, no, I was I was. I was, I was, I, lost. was lost. I wasn't lost. Yeah, I was lost rather, but no, he was just late. Um, and then of course she's got, um, she gives him an envelope of stuff and she says, I thought these were best kept from the movers. And it's a <laughs> bunch of cash, his social security card, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. And a Draper's ring. So yeah. the nice thing is she knew right away. It's like, oh, bundle of cash. I'm not going to yeah. ask any questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to give that to Dawn. What I like here is we're seeing the real Meredith. Um, she's not doing the ditzy blonde. She's like no. completely running his office, which is what a secretary or as we call them today, yeah. executive assistant uh, do. You know, Jim Hobart's uh, back from vacation, no napping. <laughs> <laughs> so she's kind of like being, uh, you know, we heard at the very, very first episode of the series, they want something between a mother and a waitress. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of doing that, which is pretty great. Uh, yeah. Then Don noticed this, uh, that, he, that his window in his office, it shakes a little bit. And um, I've actually been in a skyscraper like that, like a big tall mm-hmm. building where it had a window that was kind of moving. And you think, that can't be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not safe. 
It's it's disconcerting. I mean, the first yeah. thing I, I I thought of this was at uh, 180 Dundas Street in Toronto, actually, where the Ooh. Council of Ontario Universities is. That's why I remember the name of the, the, the place. And I was sitting there in a meeting, and I thought the window's kind of moving. And then I thought, you know, they can't be that incompetent. The people that design this building, <laughs> so oh. I think I'll be okay. Yes, they can be. I know. Yeah, you you have more faith in them than I do. <laughs> Please, it's more just me reminding myself, just saying, convincing myself not to be concerned. I think that was a nod to the people over the years who said that the opening said someone would kill themselves at the end of the series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I'm certain of that. I mean, obviously, we've also got the idea of Dawn feeling trapped. Sure, we've. Yeah. That's obvious. That's a running theme throughout the well, the, the series, um, but. I think that's that's that put there to say to people, yeah. ha 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 ha. Don't worry, he's not jumping at the at the thing. Uh, but it is nice. I, I loved I love the new I love the new Meredith. That you know I just think yeah. it's great. It's great. Um, I think that's also a slight callback to um, that that early in the series when mm-hmm. uh, Peggy when that money goes missing, right? And oh, then nice. they 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 fire the black. The, the the black cleaner yeah that's right because <laughs> like, who would you get who you got to fire well the black yeah. guy yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. i i think it was a kind of a nod to that too where that's meredith good. goes hey i'm i'm not going to tell anybody because somebody's going to get in trouble yeah some poor some, some poor <laughs> schmuck's going to fire certainly a black security it. guy or cleanup yeah, guy. exactly yeah. um so meanwhile back at sterling cooper um <laughs> And then we have uh, Harry and Roger talking, and Harry says they've got five men and ten women just handling data. Yeah. Uh, and then Roger says maybe they can keep track of your hat size. It seems to be growing. <laughs> Nicely played, uh, Roger. Yes. Very good. Very yes. good. Uh, and then he says, "I once rode on a, to camp on a bus, sitting next to a guy like you. We're not going to be bunkmates, Craig." <laughs> and as much as I can see, little entitled Roger Sterling being a dickhead kid. Yeah. I'm still completely on his side here because I just can't stand oh, yeah. Harry. <laughs> yeah, Harry has turned into a, a terrible human being. Uh, so. Just an awful person, except that he's yeah. right about everything. But yeah, he's awful. That's he's the, the embodiment of of capitalism, right? Like he, yeah. he's he is. You know, and and Rogers, the sort of old school, as we've talked about many times, Rogers, the sort of yes, I'm rich and entitled and everything, but I do try to take care of the people who work for me. That kind of thing, yeah. you know. And we see that later on in the episode as well. Um. In fact, very shortly. Uh, yes. Yes, right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. Shirley talks to uh, Roger, and uh, she says she's leaving, and he says, uh, bullshit, they can't fire you. <laughs> and he's, I love when he says, I hate Caroline, too. <laughs> like, he thinks she's leaving because she's working with the other secretary, yeah. who's clearly worked with Roger for, like, 20 years. Um, So he has some attachment to her, which is kind of great. Uh, yeah. Some actual growth, I think, you know. Yeah. He sees the value in Caroline. I think it's partially the value in just something being familiar. And I know, you know, when I've moved jobs, just taking Mm -hmm. my stuff, getting my stuff set up in an office is like, oh, thank you. I've got, this is my stuff. At least I know where I am. That whole stuff routine (laughs) from, from George Carlin, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Supply lines are getting hard. What's all this shit? What's all this shit? That's not shit. That's my stuff, man. My stuff. Supply lines are getting longer and harder to maintain. That's my favorite yeah. part of that old bit. <laughs> you set up your your uh, your deodorant and your little bottle of shampoo on the windowsill. You still have a place for your stuff. <laughs> uh, but it turns out, like, of course, now she's she's leaving 
because you know she says advertising is not a very comfortable place for so, everyone yeah yeah and that's when roger's like oh i see oh right right so it's funny because he that never would have occurred to him he in fact you know two seasons ago roger would have said what do you mean yeah <laughs> whereas now he's like oh i see yeah. right i'm a white man okay and you're yeah. not oh i get it yeah, it all it also links back to the conversation that she had with don like the Very secretary so. don Yep. Um, where where she talks about the like essentially she says they already have their token black they're not going to hire me on right <laughs> they're going to take, gonna take you know, two that, of us yeah yeah she, she yeah that's because that's what she means right so totally and as you note here in our document Roger's been living in a fantasy world of his own creation for his whole life yeah exactly um, and it's different now because you know he's he's a he's now a cog in a machine yeah right yeah uh, perhaps not a cog that does too much. <laughs> but he's no. a cog, cog nonetheless he's, he's you know he's like the 18th gear on your bike you probably don't yeah. use it <laughs> yeah you probably don't use it but it's, it's nice to have around nice to have in around case. just, in, just case. in case exactly you might need it at some point indeed um we see these women copywriters drop by jones office and they seem at first very interesting and fine they drop off yeah. some stuff, a plant um and one of them's named Libby Blum, and I swear I had a neighbor in Kingston named Libby Blum. I know her name was Libby, uh-huh. and she's wearing the sweater the woman's wearing. The one woman's wearing is this. She the woman had that sweater. It's a little yeah. creepy. Um, anyway, they come in. They do say something funny if it's in it, near it, or makes you think about it. Yeah. it which I really liked because they work on various women's products. Um. And basically, though, what they're doing, they do say that they're here to drop the plant off and we're, we go to the oyster bar. I want to go to the oyster bar just because people keep mentioning the oyster bar, which I believe is I in know. The, I think it's in Union Station. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I want to go there or Penn Station or one of the stations yeah. or I don't know. Somebody will know. A station. Yeah, I want to go to the, the oyster bar because I want to I want to eat oysters and drink, and drink martinis mm-hmm. and, you know, kill an afternoon, obviously. Yes. Um, and they say they're just there for consciousness lowering, not raising. Um, yeah. That was a big thing back then, the idea of consciousness it raising. It was. So you'd get groups of like-minded people together, they, be they a racial minority or be they women uh, or whatever, and just talk about how they've under become, come to understand how and why they are where they are. Yeah. And share it with each other. Yeah. It's not unlike... Though it's not, the, it's not the goal isn't the same, but it's not unlike the the sort of um, it's a sharing thing. There's not anybody running it necessarily. Yep. So very often we're talking about something similar to a twelve step program, but it's for yeah, but it's yeah, not an addiction, yeah. right? Yeah, so, kind 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 of what they would also refer to as a rap session. A rap session, well done. Yes, right. that's exactly you know. yes, yes. Rap guys, you everybody know. out there, a rap didn't used to be a form of music. Rap was no. a kind of. And to this day, frankly, when someone talks about rap, I think to myself, you don't actually listen to hip hop, do you? No, um, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> no one exactly. calls it rap. It's not 1986 anymore. <laughs> it's like when you hear if someone's called you two rockabilly, you're going, excuse yeah. me. Um, yeah. Or even, yeah, or Green Day or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Of course, me referencing 30 year old bands myself. Um, yeah. But of course, conscious raising is an important part of your kind mm-hmm. of development, right? You know, sure. And, and what, 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 what these women are. And as, as I say in my document, I don't have any really anything good to say about these women because it's all about the backlash, right? Yep. They've yeah. internalized. They've internalized the misogyny, right? We're have not women, li- wins, women. You know, and I get sometimes in students, 
female students yep. say that to me today. Well, I don't believe in feminism. It's like, they well, then go home. This is what I want to say. This is not what I, this is not actually what I do say, but this is what I want to say. Well, go home, find yourself a husband and get into the kitchen. Because if it weren't for feminism, you wouldn't be in class right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think even me as a, as a tenured full professor would have trouble saying that in class. I think yeah. I get a lot of trouble. Yeah, I, but I it's also that, exactly that's what, what I, I want to say. That's, <laughs> that's what, what I, I want to say. I would, however, I would not be averse to someone else saying that in class. Right. Um, yeah, it's funny because, and you hear that, I, I hear it too. I hear it too. Uh, I'm not a feminist, but and you go, what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? So you don't think what? Huh? What? That's why, um, that's why I don't watch the TV show of The Handmaid's Tale. It's because when it first came out, they all said, well, this is not feminist. And I go, well, you know, OK, then then you don't know what you're talking about. So I'm not going to watch the show. Yeah, it's actually hard. It's a, it's a hard watch, man. It's very good, but it's a hard watch. Yeah, I, I couldn't sure get through is, season one. There's only so much hypocrisy. I can. I, I, there's only also so much. Um, Misery. Misery, I can take. I, I, it's yeah. it's it's a tough thing to watch. It's it's hard, man. And there's no, and there's no moments where you go, oh, good. Now we're shifting to somewhere else because it's set in this universe of awfulness. Yeah. So even watching a World War II thing, I can watch two GIs making joke bad jokes to each other and go, okay, a little yeah. comic relief. There's none yeah. of that, Mitch. No. <laughs> but yeah, these women are they like you said they've internalized the misogyny, um, and they've basically become well they're, they're basically token women yeah right yeah that's what they're and yeah. they've they've accepted it and they've accepted it they're they're cool with it don't yeah. worry it's not women's lib dude yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not a big fan of those women and at first i thought when they walked in the office i thought oh this is great she's gonna have colleagues nope yeah nope nope everybody is just out for themselves it's really gross yeah. um meanwhile back at sterling cooper ed is still there Good old Ed. Um, I like it. Yeah, well, I'm still being paid. Yeah. Good see, for him. He's still being paid. So he's yeah, coming into the office. He's coming in, making long distance phone calls, yep. drawing, drawing sarcastic ads. I love it. I think it's great. Is it Japanese that he's speaking? At one point he's speaking. He's speaking. He's, yeah, I think he makes Japanese. I don't know why, but Ed knows people like, in Japan. And he knows how to speak Japanese. It's like, wow, he's, Ed. I wish I knew what he was saying. I guess I, I you know, with the, with the technology today, I could probably could have held my phone up to it to the TV, and I would have they would have translated yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so we see that they're just there, and Ed's not going to McCann. Um, no, because some people just didn't get taken along with the crew. They yeah. they were really buying Don Draper. Yeah, they were buying Don Don Draper, and they brought along the ones that they had to bring along. Exactly. Um, so then we have Don Ferg and uh, Jim Hobart, who I typically describe as fucking Jim Hobart. Yep. Um, uh, first of all, he does an impression. He's our resident impressionist. It's not a good impression. <laughs> not of Don. It's not even a good impression of Nixon. But the closest thing is Nixon, right? Like he must be yeah, really the doing Nixon. The closest thing is Nixon. Yeah, but, I think he's doing Nixon. I mean, I suppose it's good enough that you recognize that he's doing Nixon. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's no Fred Travelina. No. Fred Travelina, no. ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's all Rich Little. Or, yeah, Rich Little. Well, at least Rich Little actually was good. Um, it still is. He's still around. Yeah. Yeah. He's still yeah. doing gigs. It's yeah. mind boggling to me. My 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 the favorite my favorite joke by Rich Little was once I saw um uh for some reason I was watching uh one of his specials mm-hmm. and he was doing John, John, Johnny Carson. Yeah. And he's making all these jokes and nobody was laughing. <laughs> 
Yeah. He was kind of looking around. He was making all these jokes and people, people weren't laughing. And then he suddenly stopped and he went, you know, if the jokes are funny, the impersonation wouldn't be good. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's very good. Yeah. It's like that got a laugh. That's good. No, that's clever. Know. See, last night I was Johnny. watching, watching Newhart and there's an episode ah, yes. where they all dream. Right. And Lar- Larry's dream Larry. is hosting the tonight show. With his sidekick Larry and the other and his band or sidekick Daryl and his band leader the other Daryl, <laughs> and there's real guests that come on. Joan Embry comes. On. Oh it's yeah, yeah. Wild. Well, Bob, Bob Newhart. I mean, you know, he can. Bob Newhart he can, can make a people. phone call, and yeah, but he it, can make it was, a phone call. It was great. It was just so so nice to see. Uh, I really enjoyed yep. that. Those are all on YouTube. Every episode of um, Newhart, every yep. single one. Uh, we just bought an entire agency in Milwaukee for Miller beer. And Don's like, for me? And it's like, no, <laughs> it's not all for you, Don. Everything's for the bottom line of this giant yep. corporate nightmare you've sold your company to. Um, and he says, you know, um, we're expecting you to bring things up a notch around here. And then he says, you know, have you said it yet? Have you introduced yourself? And he said, well, I'm Don Draper from McCann Erickson. And yeah. to quote Bart Simpson, you, if you pause it at the right place, you can literally see his see his soul leave his body. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's it's subtle. The nice thing is Ham's a very subtle actor when he wants yeah. to be, and he is here because it's just at the very end he has this look in his face, like he kind of like oh, I think I threw up my mouth a little bit after he, yep. he said that. Yep. Like, and he says it with a nice smile on his face. Um, and yeah, I hate Ferg, and I hate Jim. And, I hate McCann yeah, Erickson. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Jim is showing his real colors now, right? You know. Yep. You know, the, um, they, yeah, he's Satan, right? Yeah. He's the devil, right? Oh, yeah. You know, he, I, you know, he they've they've sold their souls. It's literally what they've done, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> yep. um, I did like this scene though because they start talking about this quote unquote diet beer. I know, you know, and I, I'm thinking of all those Miller Lite commercials. Oh, there's and and you know right? they were good. You know? They were good ads, yeah, they were and good. I like to they think that Don thought that up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not a fan of Miller Lite. No, but, it's um, flavorless. It's, uh, you know, yeah, doesn't taste like anything. Um, so. It's it's like making love in a canoe. Yeah, fucking close to water. Uh, <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> but the the ads were great. They were superb. And it's one of the few times where I mean, Don's right when he said, you know, celebrity endorsements are lazy. But those were never celebrity endorsements. They were celebrities no. in an ad. Yeah. And like just seeing, oh look, in this ad we have John Madden and uh, I don't know Bob Uecker. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he could have George Steinbrenner making jokes about firing Billy Martin. Exactly. And everybody <laughs>, laughs and they yeah. both cash cash checks. No, those were exactly. those are great campaigns. Um, and I like when Don says about the, about the beer. What do you want to call it? Tub? Because yeah. <laughs> of tab, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I love that. See, one of the things I love about this show, and I've said it many times, is they just assume that you knew what tab was and you yeah. get that reference. They don't say, oh, you mean like the Diet Cola tab? <laughs> yep. Oh, you just took me out of the show. Mm-hmm. I like when they do that. Um, but yeah, I hate I hate the McCann Erickson people. I'm sure people at McCann yeah. Erickson are perfectly fine. I'm sure they're fine. I'm yep. sure they're fine. You know, But in this show, they aren't. Um, <laughs> no, they're not. Speaking of people who aren't good, Dennis shows up. I, I hate <sighs> Dennis. I hated Dennis as soon as I saw him. It's like, oh, I hate that uh, guy. Yeah. And I know that's they, they cast a guy that would... That kind of they either cast a guy with with resting asshole face, or they cast a yeah. guy that can play it really well. But he had this yeah. smug, twenty five year old MBA look on his face, and I wanted yeah. to punch him, punch that face. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> the fact that he's talking over to a over uh first of all he's talking they're talking to avon there's a few things of course the fact that he mentions to avon that he, the guy from avon that they should go in the golf course and the guy is in a wheelchair it's, yeah yeah which we didn't know but that's fine he talks the, the thing they get really well is here is he talks over her yeah men talk over women all the time uh, it's something I know I've called out actually a couple of times in meetings. Mm-hmm. I remember once mm-hmm. saying to, to two friends of mine, two male colleagues, could you two yeah. shut the F up? I can't yeah. hear what she's saying. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're right. You know, but it's something that men do all the time. And you have to really try to check yourself to not do it because we've been mm-hmm. brought up that our voices matter more than women's. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a tough thing. Um, now I was, I had that, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Beaten out of me <laughs> because my uh-huh. PhD advisor was a woman. So, right. Yes. And a very respected one. So, usually I would just sit there listening to her going, Is it okay if I talk now? Because I know you're smarter than me. Yeah. Uh, but I still do it now and then and I catch myself, you know, because it's socialization is a hell of a drug. It is. <laughs> it really is powerful. Hard man. to break. Um, hey, Peggy's watching McLeod. You think Peggy watches Columbo? You think she's a Columbo fan? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think everybody was a Columbo fan, really. Yeah, everybody was a Columbo fan. I don't. I, I've never met anybody that said, "Ah, not much on Columbo." Although this is 1970, so Columbo wasn't on as a regular series. It was just yeah. part of the CBS mystery movie thing. Yeah, but it that doesn't start until it doesn't the series oh. it doesn't start until 71. There, there are um, earlier sort of TV movies, so there there were right. adapt there were versions of Columbo, but right. it doesn't become part of that until 71. Oh, okay. So, you know, McLeod, she wouldn't, she's not a Columbo fan yet. Right. Um, the, the thing about McLeod is that of all of the premises for TV shows, it is one of the weakest. Yeah. Because the idea that some Texas Ranger would just be allowed to get sort of seconded to the New York City Police Department. Yeah. It's not as bad as Due South, where a Canadian, an RCMP officer gets seconded to the Chicago PD. Yeah. That's weird. It's, it, and McLeod was never a great show, but I liked it. No. You know? Yeah. We, yeah. It was, it, you know, it was, it was the kind of show um, that um, if it was on and there's nothing else on, you watched it. Oh, yeah. If there's some, if there's something better on, you watched it, but, you know, you didn't, you didn't watch McLeod and go, well, that, that's two hours of my life. I'm not getting back. No. It's like okay, that's cool. It's fine. It, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, it, it, you know, the time goes by. You're happy. You're watching TV. You know, yeah, good stuff. Uh, and she finds, then she gets a knock at the door. Turns out all the SCP, SCMP girls got flowers. Uh, and Peggy's yeah. not a knock at the door. It's a phone call. All her and her office isn't ready. Um, yeah, well, I guess they, they did come by because she gave her the flowers. Yeah. Uh, Marcia. So they think they think she's a secretary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's like everybody's starting over. Well, because they are all starting over. They are starting over. Yeah. Um, like every- even even the even the the um, the guy that she got brought in to um, advise her on her career. Yes, like her agent, the agent kind of guy. Even he, even even though his advice was great, and I think yes. his advice was yeah. what she should do. Mm-hmm. It was still you're starting over at a new place. Start over at this place. Work here for so long, build a reputation, yeah. and then go on. When she's thinking, but I already have a reputation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did you know I'm Peggy Olson? Yeah. yeah. Dawn runs into Joan in the elevator. Back to the elevator, and uh, 
you know, things aren't going perfectly great. Uh, but she says, uh, he says, I can still interfere. Uh, and she says, no, I'll take care of that. And he says, of that, I'm, I'm, I'm certain, which I, I like that because he does know that the, there is the, at least the Joan at SC and P yeah. was a really powerful person, a person who was brave and confident and strong and competent. Different world, though, not so much now. Yeah. Uh, and, so and think- then we also kind of get sort of that sad moment where they start talking about you know oh let's have lunch sometime and it's like you know they're not going to have lunch sometime. yeah i know it's so it's it's like when you say to somebody when they're moving away keep in touch and you know that's it i'm never going to see you again yeah exactly (laughs) it's awful right but we go through these this sort of kabuki uh, you know uh, it's really something um but yeah, it's, it's, uh, their relationship is wonderful. Uh, it's, it's something that it's one of the few male female relationships in the show. That's non-sexual. Yeah. There are others, Peggy and Don, for example, but there's never even a hint that anything would ever happen. Right. And I, I like no. that. It's nice. They can just, people can be friends. Um, yeah. when he says that, you know, of that, I have no doubt he has this little smile on his face. Like, you know, screw, screw the guy who, who you know, the, the guy who Joe, who comes after Joan is he's in trouble, but yeah, yeah. he doesn't realize really that actually that's not the case anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause her look changes when he, he leaves the elevator. Cause she's like, eh, I don't think I can handle yeah. what's going on. Thank yeah. you. Cause she knows, she knows, she knows. Right? Well, she's she got the experience now. She's had this experience yeah. of Dennis, the twit. Yeah. <sighs> Don gets to his office and Meredith has chosen various different pieces of decor. When he, when he points to the thing and says, I want to live here with that horrible red velvet. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, had, we, we, we had wallpaper like that in our house. It was kind of a red velour kind of flower yeah. in, in shape of a kind of Jesus, not quite a fleur de leaf yeah. motif, but kind of like that. <laughs> hey, I've got a fleur de leaf. Motif in my t-shirt. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the fleur de lis. I just, I'm just. Yeah, saying I, I, I understand. I understand. The fleur de lis, but it was, it was kind of like not quite that kind of. Yeah, yeah, and and you could rub your hands over it, and and the the red part was kind of raised. <laughs> and, you know, and it was. Ugly. Oh yes, yeah. We didn't have that, but I, my friend Donnie had it. I'll say that yeah. much. Uh, and it was, yeah, it's it's disgusting the place he designed. Yeah. And you think of him as being this having this impeccable taste, and that he chooses as as Betty says when he years ago when he she wants to know where to put a lamp he he judges objects every day for it that's his job yeah he can't judge interior design very well i'll say that well i mean to be fair to him the 70s were a, a horrible time it was a, a hellish nightmare fashion and and interior decorating just every like nothing was it's funny i can look at something from like i can watch an episode of seinfeld and not go Ooh, gross. Yeah. I can't believe people lived like that in the 90s. You go, oh, yeah. that's a little out of style, but no big deal. Yeah. When yeah. I watch, let's say, an old rerun of of of, of uh, All in the Family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see how uh, people yeah. are dressed and you go, Jesus, yeah. people went to work like that? Yeah. People looked at themselves in the mirror like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really something. Really, really something. Um, Get a quick hit with uh, Pete and Joan. Um, and yeah. helpful Ferg Ferg here is being fake helpful because Ferg's an ass, but here at least yeah. it's like, Oh, I'll take care of it. It'll all be good. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's because Pete's there. That's right. And Pete doesn't have a freaking clue what's going on. No, no. Now, Pete no. enjoys being a white man cog in a machine. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> 
you know, Pete's grown as a person, but yeah, he's very comfortable in this kind of situation. Now, Ed makes the ad for Dow. Do you think Quagmire should be plural? (laughs) The first time I saw it, you hear me laughing now. The first time I saw that, I think I had to actually pause the TV. I was laughing so hard because it's like, that's gorgeous. It's like, you think of, you know, American involvement in so many different places in in the early 70s, late 60s. And it's like, oh, this is perfect. It is very clever. Um, And then the lights go out. Well, that's not very subtle. (laughs) And Ed leaves. But I like when he leaves, he puts his Mets cap on and he's like, um, think of me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause again, guess, he knows he's not going to see her. That's right. He's like, but if you need somebody so, call me because you know, you know, I can work, right? Like I'm pretty good at yeah. this. So then I promise I won't make any long distance phone calls to Okinawa or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. See, it's, I, I think Ed met a girl when he was over, when he was in the American military and he was based in Okinawa. I've got this whole backstory for Ed. Could be. Yeah, that could, that could be. That could got be. a whole backstory in my head. Yep. I, 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 could, I do I that a lot. Do that. with. T- you ever do that with TV shows? Yeah. Okay. So it's not just me or it's just the two of us. Yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're really, yeah, there's something wrong the with us. us. It's all, always <laughs> all two of us. Yeah, quite possibly. Or, or I will make links between the thing and the actor. Yeah, I did it. Like, like when, I, when I watch MASH. Yeah, I will tell people that Alan Alda and Jamie Farr are the only two actors in MASH to actually serve in Korea in the army. Yeah, they they weren't they weren't in combat. It was that it was that it was after right. the, the hot war started, but yep. they both served in Korea in the late fifties in the army. Yeah, I do that too. Right. <laughs> Mike Farrell, Mike Mike Farrell was in the Marines, but he 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 never he was never stationed in, in oh, okay. Korea. So I didn't realize Mike Farrell was in the Marines. That's yeah, he interesting. Was. Yeah, he was in the Marines for a couple of years. Was what though his 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 uh how, how do they get a helmet big enough to cover his forehead is the question. I know, I, I know, I know. <laughs> what a horrible thing to say. Um <laughs> it gets worse as his hair was hairline receives yeah, too. No, no doubt. Uh but he's one of those guys who had a tall forehead, right? Like I mean Yeah, he, he had a big forehead. Yeah. So Don and Ted are at the Miller, Miller beer meeting. And it turns yep. like, I like when Don says, is this all the creative directors in the agency? And Ted goes, oh, this is only half of us. But yeah. Ted's excited about it. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that gets great. me. Like, Can you believe it? I don't have to be rat responsible anymore, which is, I think, yep. Ted's reaction. It's like, I can just come to work, do my work and go home. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Ted hears, or Don overhears somebody talking to Ted saying, uh, are you here to bring us up a notch too? Oh, so they say that to everybody, do they? Yeah, we all knew it, but seeing it starkly laid out in front of us is not nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's going to go wrong when they introduce Bill from what is it, Conley Research? Yeah, it's like oh, okay, when when research companies start taking over. Yeah, and you know uh, you that. Know, yeah. you know. Well, season one, episode one, Dawn throws the uh, the the Freudian doctor's uh, analysis of psycho of, of 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 smoking in the in the trash, yep. and then Pete gets yep. it, and Dawn says, "There isn't some magic machine that makes copies of documents." Just <laughs> <Yep. laughs> a little thing I like. Um, that guy, that in that um, the research guy was really good in um, Generation Kill. He's very good. Okay, that that, that series. But the thing is, he's describing nobody, right? This is the thing that gets me yeah, is it's yeah. supposed to be this hyper accurate research, but he's literally describing 150 million people yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, so at that time, probably about 80 million men is what he's describing. Yeah. Uh, he's describing the entire Midwest, right? Um, yeah. And Don always said, I don't, I, he doesn't, well, first of all, you know, he doesn't like this product, this, this approach, but he also says he sells products, not advertising. Yeah. He made a point of that. Um, and 
it's like it's the complete antithesis of what he wants to be, right? He Don yeah. sees himself as a creative person who sells things. He doesn't. He knows he doesn't. Yeah. He knows that the, it, he's not Shakespeare, but he does see himself as a creative person, and it's the creative mm-hmm. process that's selling things. And they're like, no, we have determined that this person has this yeah. many drills. Uh, you know, things yeah, like and, that. and and this and you, they get they basically give you the the, the format and the um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, I can't think of it now, but parameters. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of. That's Gives right. you the parameters and then you work within the, in, in these parameters. Yeah. There's no way you're going to come up with like a basket of kisses for, no. uh, you know, lipstick, or you're going to come up with the, you know, the, the, the right. two, two different women thing, or, you know, or obviously it's carousel. toasted or it's toasted. It's, yeah. Even toasted. You're not coming up with it's toasted. That's right. There's no way because it, yeah. they would have this all set up. The smoker of these kind of cigarettes is like, like this speak to that guy yeah um don notices a plane uh flying over the the empire state building by the way when people saw that they said oh that's more indication that he's actually db cooper I, people are completely insane <laughs> i'm serious people i love that idea though i love that <clears throat> idea Him as db cooper. it would be a very strange way to end a series like this but it would be kind of a a nice twist you know um but i mean it's very on the nose yeah. The show tends to do that, and that's fine um, yeah. because I think it's well put together, as I said last week about something. Um, Don then gets up and just leaves, and Ted has this look on his face like, oh, yeah, Don's leaving. This is what Don does. I wish yeah. I could go, but oh, well, it's a free sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and yeah. Yeah. He's fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. This is great. And they now know that Don Draper just leaves. Yep. <laughs> and I just hate Ferg. Um yeah, well, the way yeah. he does this sexual harassment here it allows for complete deniability. Sure, because he could always say that she misinterpreted what he said. Exactly, because what he said can be interpreted two ways. Yep. If I said to you, oh, I'm just expecting that for us to have a really good time. Yeah, I can say that to a guy and it's just about yep. a really good time because I'm a straight guy yep. and you're a straight guy. If I said that to a friend of mine who's a woman who knew me well enough, they would know that that it was the same way. Right. Yeah. If I said this to somebody and I said it the wrong way, yeah, it's ob- like what Ferg is doing. Yeah. Obviously, he's coming on to her, but he's got complete deniability. It's gross because that shows that he's thought this through and he's done this before. Yep. That's. It's not just gross that he's doing it. It's because this is a pattern of behavior. He's an expert at this. It's like when Betty said to Dawn, "Did you just think that lie that lie up right now?" Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, yeah. And that's why he doesn't do it when Pete's there. Yep, because Pete can go. Well, I thought I thought I thought that he, he was saying that too, right? And so he doesn't do it when Pete's there because no. you know exactly. It's just it's gross. It's irksome. It is irksome. It is irksome. He is an irksome person, indeed. Um, Betty's reading Dora, the classic uh, case study by <laughs> Freud. Yep, and that's horrible because it's Freud. Uh, yeah. Before I start right. graduate school, I better I, I better internalize fucking misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or as as the subtitle it says, an analysis of a case of hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hysteria, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this, uh, comes from the root of the word for uterus, uh, yes. and it turns out, in fact, that that's the idea is that only women get hysterical because only yeah. women. And follow me, folks. I don't believe this. Because it's demonstrably stupid, but that women want penises, and the only way to get one is to be with a man. 
And who has one is their father. It's all so disgusting yeah. and wrong. It's not, if it was disgusting and right, I wouldn't have as much of a problem with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's complete bullshit. Also, um, um, there are a couple things that my stepson Rowan says that I think right. are really funny. Um, it also <laughs> reminds me of what he referred. He calls Dor- Dora the Explorer, Dora the Annoyer. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. He's not he's wrong. Like, and it, and he's done that since he was like ten. Like like the age sure. that he would probably watch Dora. He even right. then he called her Dora the Annoyer. So every time I hear the name Dora, I always fill in in my head the Annoyer. Dora the Annoyer. That's pretty good. That could be our subtitle. That's good. Yeah. No swiper, no swiping. Roger, no swiping. Um, (laughs) uh, I like how this meeting between the two of them, because he's got Don's off to pick up the kids and all this stuff. And and, and it starts out kind of confrontationally, right? Like it's it's tense because they're they're friendly. I wouldn't call them friends. No. No, there's still some unresolved issues. Yeah, I think there. If you're ever been in a relationship with Don Draper, I get a feeling there's lots of unresolved issues. Yes, um, but it becomes very quickly sweet and pleasant. And yeah. I mean, you've probably guessed that this is the last time we see these two yeah. characters in person together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know that Don at the end of this episode, he's just left. So yeah. what he's doing here is he's saying goodbye to her, right? He like is. He's yeah. he really is because he he's always got in the back of his head, I could just leave. Yeah. Right. He's been doing that forever. Uh, and, you know, when she says that she's doing this and this is for getting ready for school and she had just bought a whole bunch of books, a hundred dollars with the books, which would be $800 or so, $700 today. Yeah. And that's not far off, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I know. And people like Steve and I try not to choose expensive books. Yep. Yeah. All, all those literary anthologies that you see are like 200 bucks. Yeah. And that's just ridiculous because many of the yeah. things in those books are actually out of copyright. Yes. That's what, that's, that's why I don't buy anthologies anymore. No, I, I, I just, I, I've stopped using textbooks in a lot of classes. I just use readings. Yeah. And then I say, uh, you guys want a copy of Origin of Species? It's free. Download it from anywhere. Yeah. Darwin's estate doesn't get any money from it. No. You know? Yeah. It's really annoying. Um, he then, you know, when at, at the end, when he says, knock him dead, birdie, it's really touching because yeah. he really means it. Like he really does yeah. think that he, kn- see, this is him knowing she, I should say knowing, accepting that she's smart. Yeah. Cause he never thought that mm-hmm. before. And no, he never he thought didn't. she was an adult before. Nope. A lot of growth on his part. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll say it. I'll say it. Not it's rare with Don, but I'll say it here. And Freud's awful. Um, Yes. I love Peggy improvising coffee. When you watch that, you think that's stupid. The the handle gets yeah. warm too, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, as I point out in, in our document, it's probably good that her job no longer involves, involves getting, getting coffee because <laughs> yeah. she would probably kill somebody. Yes. With, 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 with her coffee. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, you know, she, she'd become the, the Jack Sue, the Yamana of, you know. <laughs> that was the coffee. Sue. Oh, yeah. Jack oh. Sue, Jack Sue reference. Uh, so good. Which, so good. Which apparently is the yeah. last thing Jack Sue said to Hal Linden before he died. Linden went and visited him in the hospital. Right. And at, at ju- and ju- just at, because Jack Sue had cancer. Yeah. And as as Linden was leaving, he looked at he looked at him and he said, I guess it must have been the coffee. Oh, oh and I was like, oh, oh, man, you know, and then he goes oh, into gee, surgery uh... and, he, and he dies mm. and it's like, oh, man, that's, you know, that's great. That's but really touching. Tragic, that's right. right. Like that's... it's like. It, it must have been the coffee. And it was like, oh, it's so great. 
Bernie Miller reference next week, Steve, Max Gales in the episode. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yes. Uh, yes. We get a quick cut to Dawn. He's on the road. Um, he's Is he running to something? Is he running away from something? I don't think he even knows. I don't think he knows. Yeah. Um, and we get the melancholy music swell up again, reminding us that yep. the show's almost over. <clears throat> we get Richard and Joan. Richard is a twit. Um, he He's a twit who means well. Uh, I will yeah, say that. Yeah, that's the annoying thing about him. He's, he's yeah. trying to, he's, you know, it's just like call a guy. It's like, yeah. It's like Richard. No, it, it doesn't work that way anymore. <laughs> it doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, if you get the right guy, though, he just has to show up. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that when he said that. It's because I had this yeah. this idea of, you know, I don't know, Polly Walnuts and Christopher Maltasanti just showing up with yeah. Jim, the Jim Hobart and just breaking a couple of things and threatening him. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I have a feeling Jim Hobart knows some people in the mob, too. I th- I think Jim Hobart knows scarier people. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Scarier people <laughs> Anything, than Richard does. Richard does. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you call a lawyer, you can call a guy. Uh, I, I still have wait, waiting for a time in my life when I can use that line. I don't, I don't hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, Don's driving along and he hears, I don't want to say goodbye for yep. the summer, which is a seal very, with a kiss. Yeah, seal with a kiss. A very, I never liked that song. I don't know. No, it's, we, a, it's a Nari song. We would I always, mean, it, it's, it's not a song that I would turn the radio off for, but that's fair. I wouldn't yeah. turn it off either. It was a song that was always sang at the uh, end of year talent show by the f- by the graduating class uh, when, I, when I, I was in school. I see. I see. So it always eventually got to the grade eights, and they sang, you know, "Seal with a Kiss" because it was going to say goodbye for the summer. Blah blah. Yeah, blah. yeah. And it always annoyed me because every single I don't know what you call the elementary school teachers who run talent shows. Do you call them artistic directors? I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> but they would always think that was clever, and it really never was. Yeah. Never yeah. was. And he's just outside Cleveland, or that's, of course, was there just for Stephanie and Jason. Yep. And then Robert the Morse is, Robert Morse shows up. <sighs> yep. Yep. So like, like I said, like I said to you, I would watch a TV show where Don Draper drives across America getting into adventures with yep. Burt Cooper's ghost. <laughs> you like to play the stranger. <laughs> Uh, remember on the road? I've never read that book. Yeah, Bert. Even Bert's ghost doesn't know. Wouldn't yeah. be into Kerouac. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they could drive around the world. I don't know, solving bad situations and crimes with cold-hearted uber capitalism. And yes. uh, I think we'd call the show "Highway to Objectivism," <laughs> which is idea. not my line. No, uh, actually, it. I stole it from. Uh, a guy named Neil Brower who posted I, I said that you said this in, the, in that group because I thought it was very yeah. clever and I give you full yeah, credit it is. <laughs> it is. good, and then you good for you Neil that's, that's a great line that's a yeah, great line it, it, it's very nice it's very nice uh, John Oy also has made a, a, a wonderful um, meme that I'll, I'll share with you later <laughs> it's okay. really funny uh, but yeah, uh, I would watch that show too. And Robert Morse there, you know, Bert, Bert shows up whenever Dawn's having like a weird kind of feel like something weird's happening, you know, Oh, Dawn. Yeah. My it's, boy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like that you, 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 when in those situations in TV shows, it's kind of like your mentor showing up. Yes. And Bert's not really his mentor. No, Bert doesn't even know how to do what Dawn does. He's not a creative but, guy, right? But so it's it's kind of weird. I just think it's because it's Robert Morris, and they thought we need to get Robert Morris back on the show before the end. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think it was like, yeah, why not just do that? And yeah, uh, and 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 I'm I'm quite okay with that. Oh yeah, you know, I, as you know, I'm a big Robert. Oh, Morris I'm fan, a big so Robert I'm, Morris I'm, booster. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 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 quite happy for that. Oh, totally. Um. So yeah, Peggy's now finally going into. Uh, she's going to get ready to leave, and you yeah. know, well, I guess I'll go now because the lights are out and all that stuff. And then you hear scary organ music, which is, I guess, <laughs> why they put that organ in the scene last week. Yeah. Because uh, it turns out Rod, Roger can play organ. A lot of people could play organ. That was a thing people knew how to it play was, organ. It was organ or organ playing was a, a thing in the uh, yeah, late 60s. That would have been likely, uh, looks like it was probably a Yamaha organ. Uh, no, Roger wouldn't probably. have an, uh, a Japanese organ. <laughs> well, it's not his though. Remember, it's, it's That's not true. his, remember. That's right? true. You know, and so he's he's just, you know, playing whatever's there. Whatever's there, it's true. Yeah. So he's playing. Um, and, he's like uh, the Phantom of the Opera here. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's totally like, I'm, I'm sure it's a nod to it. Um, uh, and then she says, you know, you, you scared me. I have a heart condition. And she said, I'm not scary. Organ music is scary. Which is a <laughs> pretty good line. And then um, she, he's looking for drinks and... <laughs> I'm not going to a bar. I did that yesterday. So this is how Roger is spending his days. He's not going to McCann yet either. He's drinking yeah. all day. Uh, and then he's, <laughs> have you checked Don's office? Peggy said, no, it's all packed up. And then <laughs> would you drink vermouth? <laughs> yes, I'm afraid I would. <laughs> and believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I was on strike in 2000 and uh, Morrill University of Newfoundland, we went on strike and uh, being on strike is no fun. Uh, anybody says it's fun is a liar. Um, oh. and yeah. I remember at one point it was like, the strike was like 13 days long enough that time. And I, I, I was at a booze and it was to the point I was like, well, I, I had this literal, I, I had this exact thing. Am I going to drink this? Yep. Yep. I'm going started to drink. drinking glasses of vermouth, which is not a pleasant drink. No. Uh, little twist of lime or something or lemon with a lot of water. And mm-hmm. some ice on a really hot day, sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, or mixed with, you know, to make a cocktail. Gin or, yeah, gin or you, know, you make you with, with rye if you get the red stuff, whatever. But yeah, sure. I, I, I like that. Then Ferg shows up with and uh, sends some flowers. And at first, Joan looks happy. Then she sees the thing and it says, pick a weekend. God, you're just a complete. If someone killed yep. Ferg by the end of the, the series, I would be okay with that. Like I would go, yep. well, it's a victimless crime. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so Jim comes by to see Dawn. Um, and of course, Dawn's not there. <laughs> like what he says to Megan or to Megan to uh, Meredith. Is he yeah. on a bender, sweetheart? <laughs> he went to take his daughter to school. I'm not concerned. Yep. <laughs> and she probably is concerned, but she covers for him so well. So good. good secretary, good yeah, secretary, or right. personal assistant now, as we would yeah, as we would now say exactly. Um, then we get Roger and Peggy. Um, they won't take me seriously, you know. I have to make men feel at ease, and I love when he says, "Who told you that?" Yeah, and I, it's basically in a lot of respects, Roger saying, "You know, you've never put anyone at ease, so and yeah. you do really well." But I like that he actually. Because she's been told basically that for over and over and over. Yeah. Peggy, you you presented like a man, ask for a raise like a man, for example. And now, you know, he's saying, no, that's not true. The world. So again, a little bit of growth from Roger here. Um, and she says, you're supposed, you were supposed to watch out for us. 
Um, and then of course Roger starts with the war stories. Yeah. <laughs> and the look on Peggy's face is like, oh good, another man from that era yeah. telling me a story about World War II, because I haven't heard any of these before. Yeah. Thanks, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Grandpa Walton. Um, okay, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically what it is, except <laughs> yeah. it's okay, greatest generation. Yeah. And because I'm sure that that's what people did, you know, they yeah. may complete or or they, whenever they got a chance, they would, you know, open up. Well, you wouldn't uh, not open up. Rogers claims his ship was in Ulithi Lagoon um, yeah. in the summer Unlikely. of 44. Unlikely because it was not yet an American base in the summer, though yeah. late September is still summer. Yeah, I suppose uh, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, yeah. I, I oh wow, officially. I think he's just misremembering because the Americans yeah. took Ulithi and turned it into a proper base in the in, in the late, in late September. Yeah, of, uh, and, 1944. And, and even though the Marines just kind of walked in and took it over, his mm. cruiser wouldn't have known that at That's that right. time, right? Like they would they they would have imagined that there was a Japanese outpost there that would, and so they wouldn't just sail up into the harbor and start swimming not by 1944 they wouldn't no no (laughs) maybe later when the marines but but again like i said they they wouldn't have known that there was probably nobody there at that point so they wouldn't have done that um but you know the the point of this is roger just says all he needed was a little push um and he's basically saying he just needs a push to get the hell out of there yeah uh it was miserable when you ran it. Trust me. She's yeah. Yeah. Cause he says it was a hell of a boat. And she's like, no, it wasn't. No, no, it really wasn't. Yeah. It was for you. Cause you, know. you just day drank. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think one of the things that, that I think the show is kind of commenting on is this idea of nostalgia. Oh, very. It's the whole, the whole series has been doing that. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, and it's like, it's almost like a commentary to the audience. Cause you and I do it. Of course right? we do. You know, um, we get nostalgic about the past. Yeah. When really it was, it was pretty shitty living in it. was a pretty shitty time. <laughs> right. You know, but we, we think, we think the past is better. Like, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you before. Mm-hmm. I, was, I used to be on this sort of Halifax history Facebook page. Okay. Right. And, so, and, and somebody put up a, you know, a, a image of Halifax from the 1930s and somebody said ah such simpler times and I'm sitting there thinking the rise of fascism the great depression yeah um no social safety net yeah yeah it was it was 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 a great great time it was great great like you know and this is the thing that always yeah and you know it's funny you can look back and get really emotional and but you know old tv shows as as I often do for example I know you do too uh, as well but then you realize that the world wasn't really that good. And of course, this is the point that the whole series has been making, right? That yeah, this looking back on this period with rose colored glasses is a real mistake. Um, But yeah, it's, 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 it's a nice point they're making here. Um, Yeah. So Don is now into full creep mode. He shows up at (laughs) looking for Mrs. Bauer. I'm Bill Phillips. I like how he uses the guy's name from research though. I thought he even uses his company's name. Good, 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 good. Uh, oh, a nice little nod to the bad style at the time. She's won a free fridge, white or harvest gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, harvest gold. When my mom bought her townhouse that she lives in now, the uh, the appliances were harvest gold, and uh, mm. she just told me this when I was there last time. And uh, she said apparently that she made it a condition of the sale that the guy just get rid of the appliances. She didn't want them; she just wanted rid of them. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they were harvest gold, and that's fair enough. Um. But yeah, uh, turns out um, this is not, of course, this this is uh, Diana's husband's 
second wife, I assume second wife. Yeah. So it looks like Diana's husband's moved on from everything. Um, mm-hmm. And Diana's surviving a daughter comes down. And I, I don't know if you caught this. I thought she really acted like Diana well. Like she could have been yeah. her daughter. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's, um, as, as you note here, you know, people letting a stranger in like that, sort of door-to-door salesman and stuff like it's always creeped me out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. I it always really- find door to door sales weird yeah cold calling anybody must be weird you know right but just going into somebody's door i i don't like cold calling people because you know i'm very socially awkward and social and and, and shy Mm -hmm. and so yeah um despite teaching for a living yeah i know uh, dude (laughs) it's like dude you are singing my anthem (laughs) you know um so like you know being a traveling salesman is like there's a reason why i never did sales uh, yeah. You know, any any kind of political and social theory aside, yeah. it's just I didn't think I would be a very good salesman. I, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be good at it. It's it's right. something I couldn't do. Um, I mean, I have a sign on our, our there's a sign on our on our on our uh, door. It says absolutely no religion, yeah. no sales, and no conservative politics, and uh, yeah. it's worked decently over good. the last few weeks. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah, want to buy yeah. an R. <laughs> You yeah yeah because i was right. i was yeah i was thinking of that guy from uh, sesame street with ernie Psst, you want to buy an R? <laughs> it's so great how sesame street said oh yeah on the street people are selling black market things let's make them sell black market letters and numbers that's so yeah. clever right and and, and, he, and he, he opens his overcoat i know. show it <laughs> it's so good you want to buy an r <laughs> <laughs> like the cops are going to find out. I love it. Yeah, exactly. it's so good. <laughs> so then Jim's talking to Joan, basically. Oh, Ferg's very important around here. You're going to have to get used to doing things our way. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. And you know, um, she says uh, she'll get a lawyer, and that uh, yeah. you know, did, federal agencies have been looking apparently at the advertising industry at that time. But frankly, um, Jim and Jim has a point when he says, you know, um, if you get something in the New York Times, where do you who do you think buys most of the ads in the New York Times? Yeah. Exactly. So he's a he said, jerk. He said he said we could we could get them to print Mein Kampf on the yeah. front page. I know, which is really like yeah. Yeah. So which yeah. is probably true. It's probably also true. Yeah. That's that's actually probably a uh it's an op-ed by Glenn Greenwald. Hitler, who I did yes. not support, had some good ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a fan of Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. Champagne socialist. Uh, mm-hmm. So fit, not, not even that, really. Just an asshole. Let's just go with that. No. Yeah. 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 She's, he's going to get, now she's going to get 50 cents in the dollar, which is not, it's, it's wrong, but at Great. least she'll get something. That's, you know. Yeah. But it sucks that that's what's going to come to. Uh, really sucks because she thought she had yeah. an ace in the hole, which is I will just go to the media and get a lawyer. And he's like, do yeah, you, do you know who you're talking to? You know? Yep. Yep. Cause the media folks is complicit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the New York times. You um, know, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, who owns the Washington post right now? Yeah. Jeff Amazon. Bezos. Not even Amazon. Mm. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, the husband, of course, is seen right through the whole thing. Um, yes. And Don switches gears. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that. It's a, it's a collection agency. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, do you have an address? And he yells, no. 
Uh, and that's that's when he says the clothes, the shoes, the caddy. Yeah, you're not working for a collection agency. Yeah. Uh, so it, it this says to me that Diana has done this more than once. Yes. Because he's expecting this. Like he's like, I know what you are. You're yeah. my ex-wife's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting. Yeah. Thing and, there. He, and at one point, yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe a little bit later, but he but he said he says, you know, I've worked hard to get past this yeah so you get a sense that she probably didn't treat him fairly well yeah that's the impression i get too you know right. and i don't i didn't take it as the sort of bashing someone for running away from their kid no. kind of thing i no. don't think it's it's looking at it that way no. it's more looking at it like she's yeah. kind of done he this said, before he, said, he says i lost my daughter to god and my wife to satan yep right so yeah so i mean he he thinks she's and the only thing that'll save you is Jesus. And we all know what Don thinks of that. Yeah. Did you recognize the actor? I the did not, but I looked it up. Uh, and it's, it's the, Astin? Yeah. The, the kid from uh, Facts, uh, of Facts of Life and John Facts Astin's Life. son. John Astin's son and Sean Astin's uh, well, half brother. Brother. Yeah. No, they're, they're full brothers. Okay. You know, um, yeah. Samwise Big, Gamgee. Yes. I was. Lord I was the Rings, his brother. I, Never put that together. Never put that together until until, until we uh, I looked at this yesterday. So excellent. Yeah. Uh, just Peggy roller skating is one of my favorite things in the history of the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know she's drunk. The two of them yeah. have drank. You know they also had more than one bottle of vermouth yeah. sitting around, right? Because yeah. they had yeah. cases of it because they were working on Cinzano. So yeah. they've probably each had a, a big bottle of vermouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. get drunk and she's skating. Yeah. On old school four wheel ro- roller skates, I love yeah. it. Yeah, love I, it. it reminded me of wheelies. The 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 roller skating we we had in Lower Sackville. <laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't roller skate to organ music. We uh, roller skated to disco pop music. But yeah, you know, of course. But still, still as you know, as God <laughs> intended it. Exactly. I mean, because because <laughs> what screams a great Saturday uh, Saturday night just rolling around on skates in one direction yeah. in the circle, <laughs> in a circle over listening, and over again. listening to raise a little hell by trooper yeah, exactly <laughs> americans can go look that up um yeah i don't think trooper ever hit in the states today i don't, think, I don't so. think so i don't think so um jim comes by and asks roger what's going on that dawn has left and roger's response is yeah he does that yeah <laughs> yeah it's so good because it's like, and that's when Jim's like, did I, I can't believe we bought this, but I, I think yep. it's, it's really great. Uh, as you said here, Jim's realizing he's got a bust. Um, yeah. Yep. He thought they were getting Danny Sebhard, but he ended up with Doug Wickenheiser. I figured you'd like that. You can also look that one up. <laughs> I figured, I figured you'd like that one. You know, had they just let Wickenheiser, given him a bit more of a chance. I know he yeah, got three yeah, years, but yeah. And I don't think he ever would have been Danny Savard, but no. he he was a twenty five goal scorer. He was, he was. But Danny Savard was a francophone that got a hundred assists a year. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. And he, but where? What team did he win his Stanley Cup with? Montreal, oh, Montreal Canadiens, exactly. I remember Mike Keane, Mike Keane, because Savard was injured. He was behind the bench, and Mike Keane skating over afterwards and pulling down like a, a little armband that he had yeah. with, with Savard's number on it and showed it to Savard. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, I remember that well, man. I remember that. Montreal Canadiens are actually thanked for winning the Stanley Cup in my PhD dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we have an iconic scene from the show: Peggy walking down the hall. Mm-hmm. She's got the. 
she's got the 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 Burt Cooper uh, Japanese <laughs> tentacle porn picture underneath her arm. She's got a smoke hang, hanging out of her yeah. mouth. I'm pretty sure be- she's hung over here because she's got the glasses yeah. on. Yeah. My favorite part is when you see the guys that she walks by turning around, they aren't watching her ass. They're looking no. at the picture she's carrying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an octopus pleasuring a lady yeah. is, is, the, is the way Roger puts it. That's right. And it's so great. Uh, it's yeah. just wonderful. It's the ultimate badass woman scene. I really think it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, Roger basically says, you know, he can't um, can't help Joan and take the offer. And he says yeah. to her, it's only about the money. That's according to Roger. So Joan decides yeah. to accept her fate, which is, it's probably the right call yeah. because she'd lose. It's it's the right call. It, but she'd lose. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it sucks. Yeah. But it's the, it's the right call because at least she'll get something out of this. Yeah, exactly. And she'll, reminds- and enough money that, you know, if it's a half a million dollars and instead she gets a quarter, that's still a lot yeah. of money. Because multiply it times roughly seven and a half for the rate for inflation. Yeah. It's a million dollars today. Yeah. No, and says I shouldn't say that. No, that's about half that. But I mean, it's still real money. Yeah. Still, still a lot of money. Yeah, it, it, remi- money. it, remi- it reminds me of the James Garner um, thing when he sued Universal, and uh, because um, he he was because he had an independent production company for Rockford. Yep. Universal owed him a certain amount of money, but they didn't give it to him. Yeah. And so they they offered, you know. A, a substantial amount of money um and and he talks about just as they're go they're on the steps of the law court of the court mm-hmm. to go in and he says his lawyers are pleading with him to take the deal because right. they they're not sure they can win so it was like take the deal take the deal you know and then and then of course his right comment is like a week later they universal sent him a, a contract for a tv show yeah. So it was like, like, they don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. And the weird thing is it's not personal, even though it's personal. Right. I mean, it that's, is. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it's, it's, it's what sucks about corporations today yeah. is like, they don't care. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not, no, it's that's not right. like they're evil. No, they're it's just like, they're, they're, just, they're, they're just amoral. Don't they aren't. Yeah. Immoral. They just don't they're give immoral. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don picks up a, up a hitchhiker. Um, <clears throat> which way? Where, where are you going? I got to go to. I think he says Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah. St. Paul. He goes. I can go that way. I don't yeah. want to take you out of your way, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that people actually talked like that unironically. I know. I, know. Yeah. I think it's so great. Yeah, the seventies were great for some for some things. For some things, uh, yeah. including David Bowie and Major Tom, and that's to me the most striking. We had we had first time ever I saw your face. Now these are. The first time I ever saw your face actually came out in 69. This, I believe, comes out in 70. Uh, this is no, really... A... 69. I think it's 69. Okay. okay. But it's all thought of, it's along with first time I ever I saw your face, for example. This yeah. is thought of as a 1970s song when you think of yeah. Bowie, right? Yeah. The, the, it's it's a real shift in style. Oh, completely. Right. I mean, and, and even for David Bowie, because this is like his third album. David Bowie shift and shift in style kind of are if when you look up shift in style in the Oxford yeah. English dictionary, there's a picture yeah. of David Bowie. Yeah. But no, sorry, but, there's there's 20 pictures of David Bowie all with different yeah, styles. Exactly. Well, like like I say, I mean, you, you know, I think I say this in the document. Mm-hmm. I mean, there I think there's like a a, a a an upper level cultural studies course on David Bowie, yeah. you know, sort of the postmodern idea of David Bowie and identity and things like that. You get you get to a degree with people like Tom Waits and, and Madonna and, yep. and Lady Gaga too, yep. but really 
David Bowie is kind of the guy who sort of, you know, this kind of idea of, of the chameleon kind of thing where he's shifting his identities all throughout. Oh yeah. He's the guy that, you know, when he, he comes to Nile Rogers and says, I want to make a pop album and they make, yes. you know, in the early eighties and he just makes one and it's a great one. Like he, he yeah. had that ability to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And this is his first big hit too. That's right. Space Oddity, Space Oddity <clears throat> is his first hit. This is one I, and I mean, I, I literally remember seeing my dad hum this song in the car. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's because it, it, it's now getting to the point where I remember things. And then of course we get a sequel with uh, Peter Schilling. Yeah, Tom. that's right. Which is not a bad song. The rest of that album is garbage, but <laughs> I have never heard anything else by Peter Schilling. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make the effort. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> on that note, what I missed, Steve? Um, okay. There's a couple of things here. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm looking for it. Oh, here we are. Okay. First of all, we find out um, from Meredith that she's an army brat. Yeah. Right. She says, yeah, remember I'm an army brat as if like he's paying attention to what she's doing. <laughs> I know. <Right> now. <laughs> um, uh, Meredith's um, just wonderful. Yeah, she is. Um, and that, and that scene with Don Ferg and Jim. Yep. Um, we, we get a reference to Connie Hilton. Oh yeah, that's right. Says, Con- Connie Hilton has asked about you. He's right? even bought me, bought you a present. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and Jim refers to Don as his white whale. Yeah. I'll always like a movie Dick reference. Always good. Um, always good. Um, and I think that's it. I thought, oh, oh just one things. more, th- one oh, more thing. Yeah. One more two thing. Two and a half. We'll call this two, two and, and a half. Things. Right. Yeah. Cause this one, this one's really more of a, a, a personal judgment comment. Okay. Um, if you go back at the beginning, mm-hmm. there's this lamp on his table, mm-hmm. on his desk. I really like that lamp. Okay. I love lamp. Yeah. <laughs> My all time favorite lamp is this that I, I wish I would have is this kind of art deco lamp that if you watch uh, the TV show emergency, yeah, those scenes with Dr. Dr. Brackett in, in his office, he has this okay. kind of great art deco lamp that kind of looks oh. like a UFO. Oh, I like the sound of that already. And, and I just see that. And, and I, you know, I, I've always told Karen, if I ever could, I'd buy, I'd buy that lamp for my, okay. my desk. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll make a few calls. Um, you know <laughs> I don't know what that even meant. <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah. If, if it's the right guy, that's, he just yeah, has to show the right up. Guy. Uh, He'll go over Dr. Brackets and steal it from him. <laughs> you got, you got any uh, new stuff coming out on the internet? Anytime yes. Soon? What do you got? Yes. Um, the masochist movie collective is reforming. Oh, very nice. And we're recording on Sunday hmm. so that on Monday, which is Halloween, mm. you can hear us talk about Halloween three season Ooh. of the witch. Oh, Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, Candice Lepage will be on there because oh, uh, Jason in Tennessee's got a thing. He's he's got a daughter. She's got a birthday, and he loves her and all that stuff. So yeah, it's gonna, garbage. You know, I don't like, care. So he's he he's a he, he's thrown us over for this daughter that he, he loves. Well, uh, I, I'm uh, I would kick mm-hmm. him out of the group if I were you. Yeah, I know. Um, that so, sounds like so, a, that, you're trying to you're Garfunkeling him. As, as I his, know, I know, as, I know. Isabel used um, to describe that as Garfunkeling, like as a yeah. verb. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And so, and so we've asked Candice Lepage because she's a, she's a big fan of horror movies. So That's right. Yeah, too, too much. I find it a little disturbing. I think there might be something wrong with her. Just, I, I, yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I always, I never well, turn she, my back to her. That's all I'm saying. She is friends with Oliver Rockside. So See? That, and it you all, gotta quite, you, whenever hangs, you're a friend with Oliver Rockside, yeah. you got to question that. All hangs together. So, so it'll nice. be me, Jason, Jason Book, Oliver Rockside, um, who is a friend of mine. Um, says something about me. Yes, uh, yes. Stephanie, Stephanie Tyler, and um, oh, Candace. That sounds. That sounds. Three. 
That sounds great. And we're recording uh, on Sunday. So that's wonderful. Uh, you can hear me and Ken Herndon talk about various things that are happening in the world, uh, current eventsy kind of things on tangential convergence. You can hear me to give lectures at just search out my name. I'm not going to say the whole thing. And you can hear me go grocery shopping at broken-area.com. On that note, Steve at Doc Pinko, I'm at D Broadbeck. And you can, uh, let's, let's, let's say we listen to a little David Bowie, Steve. Yes, I'm always up for some David Bowie. See you next time. See you. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Seven. Sing countdown engines on Three, two, check ignition and may God's love be with you.
Okay, where's where's the fucking mouse pointer? There it is. Okay. <laughs> I should I should leave that part in. Where's my fucking mouse pointer? Peggy?